it was more exciting because I feel like a lot of people are popular for their perfection yes appearances and I became popular for my imperfections and I was like okay when people think of the word model they always see okay you have to be thin flawless you got good bone structure blah 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 and I'm like okay I'm the opposite and I'm like who defines what a model is I had acne since I was 11 so I didn't really know anything else in my teenagers. I assumed it was gonna go, but then when people were making fun out of it, I was like, oh my God, this is really bad. Like, worse than I thought, I need to get rid of it. I used to edit my photos a lot. One day I was getting ready for Mac, and I was like, I cannot be bothered to edit this photo. I actually don't care. And I recorded it, and I was like, I'm just gonna put it out, whatever. And this was the first time I think everyone used to comment nice things to me. They used to be, oh my God, your skin's amazing. Your makeup's amazing. You're so beautiful, blah, blah, I just put it out and I went to my shift. When I say I've never experienced hate online, I was literally like... Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone and welcome back to Millennial Mind and I have one really quick favour to ask from all of you. If you haven't already, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast, if you could press the follow and subscribe button, it would really mean the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting me on this journey here. Let's get into it because I cannot wait for you to see my new studio and my incredible guest today. Deja. Hello. Welcome to Millennial Mind. <laughs> I'm super happy to have you here today. I'm so sorry about all the calamity of the train strikes and me being very late. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> thank you for taking the time to come. I know we've been speaking for a while, for a really long time actually. Yeah. I think I asked you a year ago now. I know, my God, right? that's mad. But you know what, this is my first ever podcast, so that's why I'm a bit nervous. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but I had to do it with you, oh my God. Like, seriously, you're amazing and I love everything that you do, so. Oh, thank you. Well, don't be nervous. This is just like a little chat and that's how I always tell everyone you know we're just here to talk about it sometimes it gets deep but you know just look at it as a little chat but for people who don't know who you are can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah um so I'm Khadija I am under the name Emerald X Beauty on Instagram and I document a lot about my skin weight loss and just overall feeling confident in yourself mm -hmm. that's the main message that I want to you know bring to people and yeah that's what I do so growing up, did you did you struggle with those things? Yeah, I think that I had acne since I was 11. 
So I didn't really know anything else in my teenage years. So I was just like, yeah, this is a part of me, like whatever kind of thing. But I assumed it was going to go and it actually didn't. And I was just like, oh my God, I thought this is teenage spots and it's going to go. But it just started to get worse. And I was like, oh my God. 11 is quite early, actually. So yeah. that's when you're going into secondary school. Yeah. And when you say you had acne, did you have a few? And you said it was like spots. Did mm -hmm. you have a few or what was it like? So it started off with a few. And I remember going to the doctors. He gave me antibiotics. And he said, oh, don't worry. Teenage spots, they're going to go soon. I was like, all right, cool. It's fine. I, did, I didn't even think anything of it when I seen it. I didn't panic. And it was just getting worse and worse. And I was like, okay, what is it? Like, what's going on? And I think I went again in year eight. And he was like, okay, so this is what you've got. And it's acne. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's it's a lot more complicated than just normal teenage spots. And yeah, it's just basically something that you're just going to have to deal with until it eventually goes. But they did put me on a lot of antibiotics, but nothing really helped. And what is acne when you're saying it's really complicated? Yeah. What about it is complicated? So with the one that I've got, it's hormonal acne. So like it's basically your hormones that are really like imbalanced and it just causes you to have a lot of breakouts and it'll break you out on your face, on your neck, your chest, your back. Um, and also because I had polycystic ovaries with it, I think that it was just like acne on steroids basically. I was like, what the hell? Um, so it was really complicated and all the medication and everything like that was a long process as well mm -hmm. yeah and growing up in school I mean that must have been quite difficult no yeah I mean a lot of people would say you know spotty and oh my god your face is dirty like you know wash your face kind of thing and uh yeah you you'd get a lot of name calling about it and I remember a lot of people used to say to me they'd be like yeah your face is so ugly like you know and I'd be like what the hell and I think that bothered me more than actually having acne because I didn't think anything of it that bad mm -hmm. but then when people were making fun out of it I was like oh my god this is really bad like worse than I thought I need to get rid of it and yeah it weren't going anywhere so other people's opinions can really impact you and I think especially when you're younger mm. and you're not so sure of yourself and you're still trying to understand so many things about yourself and your confidence is growing you know I, yeah. I really believe that when I was younger that was when I started being confident if someone says something about me now I probably wouldn't be so impacted by it. But when I was yeah. younger, I remember so clearly taking my mom to Sainsbury's and saying to her, please, 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 let me, let, can you buy, let me buy a razor? And I, let, I begged her and I said, please, all the girls in school, they don't have hair on their legs. I'm so oh, hairy. Yeah. Please, can you? And she said no, but she let me buy, you know, that hair removal. And yeah. It's called like Nair. Nair, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she let me buy it and it stunk. I still remember it. Yeah, really horrible smell. Because she didn't want me to shave it. And... Mm. You know, sometimes now, I mean, I've had laser hair removal now and sometimes I have a few hairs and I just don't care. I'm yeah. really not that bothered. Yeah. But when I was in school, I remember being so impacted by other people just looking at me sometimes in a weird way. Yeah. And I don't really remember being bullied so much about it. Mm -hmm. But I do remember begging my mum in Sainsbury. So there must have been some comments about yeah hair and something to do like subconsciously so you must have been thinking about it exactly and i think that that's what's really tricky isn't it yeah when you're at that age and you know anyone who's listening to this podcast will know and understand especially for a girl when you go to school mm -hmm. and other people are mocking you it can be really really difficult yeah definitely i think that the one thing that i would definitely say is that that type of age you have to be really careful with what you do say to people because I feel like those are the things that you will take with you into your adulthood okay 
and it will really impact you, you know, with your confidence. You'll always be worried. Oh my God, do I look like this and that? Because even though you've grown up and you think, and I'm saying it from my own experience, like I sometimes think, oh my God, I'm so confident. And then I'm like, oh my God, I don't like this about myself. I don't like this. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to be thinking about that. And I think that all those comments still linger a little bit. So like, it doesn't really go away, so. I think we define, you know, a characteristic with someone and think that they always have to be like that. And I spoke yeah. about this recently. If someone looks at me and says, oh, you're really confident, they presume mm. that I'm confident in every area of my life, <laughs> right? In every single area, they're like, why would you be scared, Vani? You're yeah. so confident. Why do you feel nervous? You're so confident. And I am nervous and I am scared in so many areas of my life. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I used to sing a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this previously. If you ask me to sing right now, I genuinely start shaking and I'd be so nervous. Yeah. And I'm a completely different person. That doesn't mean I'm not confident. It just means yeah. in certain areas of my life, I'm more confident in certain things. Yeah. And I think you're so right. When you're younger, those small moments impact you. Yeah. And I'm sure you have days like this. I definitely have days where I'm, you know, beating myself up. I'm saying I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that you know yeah. I just constantly focus on those negative things and those voices of those negative people or those voices of the people who I let impact me then come back yeah. again yeah I you know what I, I really agree with that I think that like I even have a problem when I eat now and I didn't know it was a problem and I'm just like I don't like eating in front of people I don't like if I eat I have to do it alone or in private or like if I eat really unhealthy, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go on this strict diet the next day. I'm just going to, you know, detox, but I'll go really extreme with it. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, doesn't that mean that like you're ashamed of eating or this and that? And I feel like subconsciously in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be like I was before. Because there's nothing wrong with gaining weight or anything like that. But I feel like I always put it in the category of, ooh, of when I was a lot bigger, I was unhappy. So I always have that in my head and I'm like, oh my God, if I gain weight, I'm gonna be unhappy again. I don't wanna do that. So then I literally make sure that I have to eat certain stuff at certain times and yeah, mm. it's really weird. <laughs> Were you going through your acne journey alongside your weight journey? Yeah, so I gained a lot of weight. I think that I didn't realize at the time, but I just, would love to eat and that would be my happiness and I'm like oh my god and I didn't realize how big I was getting or how much weight I was gaining and anything like that and then when it came down to it, I was like, oh my god you're like you're really unhappy with yourself and you do these things to you know you're emotionally eating and it's really bad and I think that when I've lost all the weight and I tried to you know diet and stuff like that I think I got over the top with it now because I just assume oh my god if you gain weight you know, Khadija, you're going to be really depressed again. You're going to be really sad again. So I just try my best to not do anything like that. So talk to me about that. When did that start? When did you start to gain weight, start realizing you were emotional eating? So I was gaining weight in my teenage years and then it got a lot worse, I think, when I was about 21, 22. And uh, that's when I was really quite big and... And yeah, and then I think that's when I had to like realize, okay, I think you've got like a problem. It's not like you're gaining weight because you're enjoying it. You're just gaining weight by, you know, because you're upset. Yeah, and stuff like that. So I was just like, I have to really start looking after myself. But yeah, I get the days when I go over the top. <laughs> I've uh, spoken to a lot of people around eating disorders and I've spoken to a lot of people who have told me that they've struggled with their relationship with food. Mm. But never anyone who's told me, well, actually one person has told me that they used to binge eat. Is that what you're talking about, where you used to eat loads or was it just consistently? 
if I was full, I would still eat just right. just for the sake of it. And it wasn't like, oh my God, you're treating yourself, you're just eating because you're enjoying it. I, I wouldn't even be hungry, I'd be full. But I'll just eat, I'll be like, oh, yeah, just to pass the time, just to feel good. I'll just be there snacking and to the point where I'll feel sick, but I just wouldn't stop, if that makes any sense. It just made me feel good at the time. And what made you change that habit? I literally went through a certain situation where I realized I wasn't that confident like I thought I was. Okay. And I thought, okay, so you have this persona where, oh my God, be great, happy, confident in your body. And I was like, I'm actually not that happy. Like, I'm really not. And I just had to pull it back a bit. And I thought, look, you're going to have to change things. You're going to have to eat better. Like, you're neglecting yourself right now. You know, you're saying you're happy, but you're neglecting your body, yourself, you know, your skin and everything like that. And it just wasn't good for my mental health. So then, yeah, I became vegan for like wow. three years. Yeah. How was that? It was actually all right. You know, I enjoyed it. But I didn't take any vitamins. So then I had yes. to start eating fish again because I was getting really ill. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. I didn't take any vitamins when I was vegan. Yeah. Processed food. Exactly. Now I try as much as I can to. I'm still vegetarian. But yeah. I still try as much as I can, but I hate to say that I am or I'm not because people are just savage online. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to know your journey of, you know, as a child suffering with acne, going through this kind of pathway you're emotionally eating. What was that like on your mental health? I think that it was the worst thing um, it, it was very bad, but I didn't realize how bad it was. I think that, I think the way people would say things to me, I think that's what made it bad. I didn't have a problem to begin with. Yeah, I had spots here and there and I was, oh my God. But I still felt good, if that makes any sense. But until people were like, oh my God, you're ugly, you're fat, you're this, you're that. I was just like, oh my God, like I need to change myself. I need to do something. Who was saying this to you? Loads of people at school. And I was just like, I really want to like, I want to change my face. I want to do this. I want to do that. And because I couldn't get rid of my acne, I, I was just like, oh my God, like I'm just going to have to live with this. I'm going to be ugly. I'm going to be ugly for the rest of my life. And like, I'm just going to have to live with these comments. And it was the worst thing ever. And yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, they were the worst years of my life. But as I became an adult, I feel like, you know, a lot of people do say it to me now, they're like, oh, okay, so you're confident, but, you know, you've done a lot of work to yourself and you've changed a lot. And that's when I also realized, I was like, you know what, it's true, maybe I'm not that confident or that happy with the way that I look because I have, you know, altered a few things on my face and okay. stuff like that. And, you know, I'm always open and honest whenever I share these things with people. But that is another thing. If I was so confident and so great, I wouldn't really be bothered to be changing or tweaking anything that you know I have do you mind sharing what you have <laughs> yeah sure um so I've had buckle fat surgery what's that so they remove the fat pads from your face so I've got nothing here yeah <laughs> what I didn't even know that was a thing yeah so they remove fat from here and here yeah so they cut your mouth open and yeah like you know it just sound a lot worse than yeah <laughs> I'm like huh Okay. No, um, it, no, it does sound really bad, but believe it or not, it wasn't that bad. But my face was swollen for like a couple of months and I had to, you know, have soup and everything like that, liquid and all that. But the, yeah, they cut the mouth open from the inside and they grab the fat pad and they remove it. You get to see after after your surgery and stuff like that. It's like on the table, you know, like, oh my God, that used to be in my mouth. It's crazy. Really? And does everyone have that? Uh, everyone's got fat like here, but if you push mine here, I've got nothing. It's like literally gone. Oh, yeah, I feel it after. <laughs> um, so I've had that. I've obviously had uh, lip filler. Okay. And 
my teeth. <laughs> so I actually really couldn't tell. Yeah, I know. I my teeth were mashed up before. So. <laughs> so how old were you when you started, you know, surgical procedures? I think the first thing that I ever had done was about 20. When you were 20? Yeah. And how did you kind of make that decision to do that? What pushed you? Well, a lot of clinics were reaching out and they were like, oh my God, we would like to do this for you for free and this and that. And obviously at the time I was like, oh, okay then. Yeah. Like, all right, let's see let's That's see true. what's going on. Um, So then, you know, I went there, they did my lips and I was like, oh my God, I love it. And then I went over the top and I kept getting them done and they looked saggy and horrible. But I think that was the first thing that I had done and I, and I loved it. I love looking different mm. and then that's when other things were coming up and they were like oh yeah you know you can try this treatment you know this and that and I was just like yeah okay I'll yeah. give it a go and you You're know susceptible I think a lot in your 20s and I even think yeah. now well, I'm going into my 30s now which is oh, very God. sad you do not look it um <laughs> but you know for me I know myself and mm. I know, I, I've always said I want to maybe get my lips done or, you know, get like this done or remove my laugh lines. Yeah. But I know myself, once I start on one thing, I'm never going to stop. Yeah. So I'm like, as long, I'll just, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with getting work done if you truly want it. Yeah. If you're getting work done because someone else has said, oh, Shivani, your lips are horrible. Or yeah. for example, I remember when I used to do modeling and people would comment on my laugh lines. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what laugh lines were. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that these are laugh lines. Oh, my God. And it was only when people everywhere I went were like, we need to cover those laugh lines that I started thinking, oh, should I, should I get it done? That's and I think bad. that's the problem now is instead of your friends outright saying to you, you're ugly or you're this or you're that, we have social media telling you, oh, yeah. you need to have lips that look like this. These are the beauty standards. We have filters mm. that are telling you, is your face symmetrical? Yes. We have things on TikTok that are like, if you fit into this mold, then you have the most beautiful face. And from that, you think, I'll just raise my eyebrows a bit. I'll just put a little bit of filler in my lip. Yeah. And that's where I think it's sad that what's happening now is we're seeing so many people get work done, yeah. not because they themselves thought that about themselves, how you said, yeah. you were never conscious about the acne. You just yeah. thought it was a few spots. And it's normal when you're younger to go through that. It was because of other people's opinions that yeah. made you feel a certain way. Yeah. And I think that's a real problem we have at the moment is other people online are making you feel you're not good enough. Yeah, I, I think definitely, like, even if you look at the comment, you'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I still feel great. I think yeah. subconsciously, you're like, why would that person say that? Is is there something wrong? Do I need to do something? Like, what would make them say something like that to me? Do you know what I mean? So it definitely does have a big impact. I really do think, though, that the more you work on yourself and the more confident you become, the less you feel insecure about something and then the less you feel triggered by something, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So I know when I started my podcast, naturally, I was worried, how am I gonna make any money? Yeah. And when I would meet people and they would say, you know, it's never gonna be a career, I would say, you're right. Mm -hmm. how, how on earth am I ever gonna make money from a podcast? I mean, this was like three years ago now. So, you know, it wasn't what yeah. it is now where you know how you can make money from it. And because I was insecure about it, I kind of let my insecurity be fed by that person. Yeah. And I rolled with it. Yeah. And now the other day, it was really funny. Someone said, you know, podcasting is never going to be a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a short-lived thing. And I'm not insecure about it because I have a plan. Yeah. And I know where I'm going to go. Yeah. And I know what this is going to lead on to the next thing and lead on to the next thing. And I, was, I really took a moment in that moment to think, it's so funny that if someone said that to me two years ago, I'd have said, yeah, you're right. But now I, and I would have felt upset. Yeah. But now I just looked at them and I said, interesting. 
Yeah. And I and I I don't need to feel to justify to them more. Do you know I want to do this and this is what I'm going to do and this is where I'm going to get. I'm just like, yeah. okay. And I think it's because I've become so much more confident in myself and my journey yeah. and knowing where I want to be that those small comments no longer affect me. Yeah. It doesn't mean to say when someone comments a hate thing, someone on the other day commented on my post and said, well, get a real job. And I, well, I, I, they commented on my story and then several of my posts, they were just on one, you know, they were just on this mission to hating spree. Yeah, (laughs) they were just on one. I would just imagine people at home like clicking, they were clicking away. My point here is essentially, you can never ever be affected by someone else's opinion if you're sure of yourself. Yeah. And that's why I really, really think inner work is so important. So when did you start kind of reflecting in and, and becoming so confident in your skin? I think that when I was first posting about my skin and, uh, you know, it happened randomly. Everyone always says to me, you know, how did you start off? That's the first thing. I know a lot of people like to keep their, you know, their start off a little secret. I don't really care. I'm like, okay, this is how it started (laughs) off. Like, it's literally, this is what happened. I used to edit my photos a lot. And one day I was getting ready for Mac, you know, I used to work in Mac as a makeup artist. And I was like, I cannot be bothered to edit this photo. I actually don't care. And I recorded it and I was like, just going to put it out, whatever. And this was the first time I think everyone used to comment nice things to me. They said, oh my God, your skin's amazing. Your makeup's amazing. You're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And then I just put it out and I went to my shift. When I say I've never experienced hate online, I was literally like, oh, and bearing in mind, this was after school, so I didn't get hate for a while. So obviously I wasn't around people that are really gonna be nasty to me. So when I seen it, I was like, oh my God, why do people think I'm so ugly? Like, why do people keep writing these things? They were like, oh my God, you're so ugly. Oh my God, how come you didn't show this before? You've been like lying to people. And I was like, what the hell? And I, I just thought, I deleted it and I was like, that's it, That that's cool. Like, I've seen enough you deleted the post or you deleted the comment the post i was like whatever and then when i got home i thought about it i was like hmm okay re-uploaded it i thought whatever so i uploaded it again although i got a really nasty comments i feel like there were so many people that really appreciated it and that video hit like a million and this was back when instagram was like you know for bloggers were just starting up and all how many followers did you have at this time by the way i had like 30k and the video hit a million. Yeah. Then. And then I remember it went all the way up to, I got 80K, like during my shifts and whenever I'd go in and I'd put more videos out, it went to 80K, 90K, and then I hit 100K. I remember I was on one of my late shifts there and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is amazing. And um, and then loads of brands reached out. They were like, I want to work with you. You know, um, I want you to be in this campaign, this article, you know, and it literally just took off. I was like, what the hell? No, that's literally what happened. <laughs> What's so beautiful about that story is, look, you had 30,000 people following you when you were filtering yeah. and editing your photos, right? Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. But when you started being authentic, yeah. and you started showing who you really were, Mad. something that I think so many of us are afraid to do. Yeah. You know, when I started this podcast, if you look back back at them, I'm very much like, hello, how was your journey? That's yeah, nice. like, yeah. Okay, my question to you now would be like, okay, that's good. And now my questions are a lot deeper. They're a lot more maybe aggressive. Yeah. They're a lot more different. Yeah. And that's because I have the confidence to finally be myself. Yeah. And, you know, what's so nice about your story is you grew mm-hmm. from authenticity. Yeah. And that's when people ask all the time. They ask me the same. How did you grow your podcast? And I genuinely just say, 
last year I just decided to ask the hard questions that I've been asking my whole yeah. life. Whilst in the beginning I was too nervous to ask those questions. Yeah. I never want to make someone feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I never want to make someone feel called out. Yeah. So I always send all the questions before, but having the bravery to ask that person, mm -hmm. can I ask you about this? Yeah. Has changed. And that yeah. has changed the trajectory of the conversation. Yeah. And so more people are feel more engaged in watching it. Yeah. And with you, you just were completely unfiltered and people love to see that. Yeah, I really couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell? And it was more exciting because I feel like a lot of people are popular for their perfection. Yes. Appearances. And I became popular for my imperfections. And I was like, okay. Um, but you know what? It helped so many people. And I, I just, I was like, I didn't realize a lot of people, you know, go through the same thing. I just, you know, when you think, oh my God, it's just me. It's yeah. all happening to me. I just didn't know that loads of people out there were feeling the same. But I was just so happy. I was like, you know what? I'm happy that this is helping them as well. And it's allowing them to comment on uh, you know, about their stories, message me. It was just, it was really nice. When um, you see negative comments, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot about makeup, you know? I actually saw somebody tell one of my friends the other day, you know, when you wake up in the morning, that guy's gonna be scared of you. Have you seen these on, on wedding posts? Yeah, what the hell? When you see things like that, how does it impact you? Because you're so raw and authentic. I mean, I don't really come on my platform with yeah. any makeup on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I stopped using filters now. Yeah. Because I used You don't to need to use filter. Story. Come on. What no, the hell's on wrong with you? <laughs> I used to use filters, and I'm and I'm really unless I've got zero makeup and I look like a complete mess. <laughs> I really try now when I'm walking when I've got makeup on not to use them because yeah. I, I think you know I'm playing into that narrative of yeah. cover your real self up, and I'm really yeah. trying not to do that. <clears throat> but how do you kind of deal with that? Because it's hard to be so raw. I think that when it comes to like, I know this is quite funny, but <laughs> when it comes to dating and stuff like that, I would never give anyone my Instagram. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be like, <laughs> really? no, because I'll be like, oh, my God, they're going to like know everything about me. They're going to see everything. And I'm like, this is embarrassing because it's not embarrassing how I feel how I look without makeup. But I'm like, you're just going to know everything about me. And you can see how I like all the raw details. I don't know. Not, like, I don't know that about you. That's true. That's so it's, <laughs> That's why it's good to have your name as a different. That's what I'm saying. So I'm oh. like, oh, my God, I don't want anyone to know, especially if I'm, you know, dating or whatever. Like, I just don't want to tell anyone because this is embarrassing. Anyway, so I just feel like when it comes to those type of things, I wouldn't unless I'm very comfortable with someone and, you know, stuff like that. And I think that when you're dating or whatever, it can be like, oh, you know, you've had work done to your face. You look really different. You don't have the original, you know, look that you do back then or whatever. But it's like, it's just a complicated thing to explain to someone like, oh, yeah, I don't feel that confident. It's like, come on, you don't want to take your trousers off straight away by saying, well, you know, the negative things about yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to that kind of stuff, I would say it's a bit of a hard one, but... How do you manage that, though? Uh, <laughs> you have another account with Khadija on it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, I actually do. It's my other... Do you? Yeah, no, I've got two accounts. So my other account's more of, like, friends, family. And... Yeah, far, no, but far enough. If you're meeting somebody, then they get to see that side of you. Yeah, no, definitely, but... <clears throat> but but when it comes to it, but you know what, again, the other one's a bit more professional as well. I feel like a lot of people out there can be clout chasers and they would only want to talk to you, you know, just to so get, true. and it could be with girls and guys, like, yeah. you know, like it can be with anything. Oh, like, how can I build something to get that? I said, all right, really, is that what we're talking about now? But, um, so I don't really give it, but if they find me, they find me, it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, this is how I look like. Okay. You, you know. talked about clout chasing. It's really interesting now. Yeah. With the whole buying the Instagram verification. Oh, 
my god listen i didn't even know like everyone was like doing it and i'm not even joking loads of people were following and they had blue ticks i'm thinking okay recently i'm like all right ain't that popular like what like loads of celebrities following they were like just the local lot and i'm thinking you're actually buying it what the hell like i mean i had my blue tick about i think six years ago seven years yeah. ago so I remember when I was speaking to another influencer about it. She was making me laugh. She was like, oh, listen, Khadija, this is how you realize that someone's bought it. She was telling me. And I was just like, why though? How do you realize? They apparently have their full name full name on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've always had my full name. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, but, but I think they have their full name in big capital letters. Really? Yeah, I think that's how you tell. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that's what it is. I think it's, I think, well, you can buy it now. Eleven ninety I'm not going to buy it. I, you know I did a whole it... podcast on it yesterday about how. Yeah, but you've been on red carpets. You've been on billboards. You've been on all these <laughs> things. Like, come on. Like, it really. I'm not going to buy it. It's I ridiculous. It's, it's so stupid. Yeah, and it's I, so stupid. I was like, what the hell? I was like, you don't need a blue tick to like define well, you. Like... around validation. And I think this is linked back to what we're just talking about, right? Yeah we believe we need to be validated by other people. Yeah. And you only feel you need to be validated by other people is when you're not confident within yourself. Yeah. When did that switch for you? Um, Has it switched for you? I don't know because I feel like, okay, like I get to a stage where I'm like, yeah, I'm confident, you know, I feel great, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I don't like this about myself. I don't like, so I'm just thinking maybe it's just a human thing and a human way to think. So it's definitely not, not like it was before because before I read, I couldn't even like, I wouldn't even let anyone take a photo of me. Like, no way. If you're on a girl's holiday, family holiday, whatever, whatever. And I'd be in the photo, I hate it. I'd be like, oh my God, take me out. This is embarrassing. I remember one time I went abroad with my sister and I literally had a maxi dress on. This was when I was quite big. And I was just sitting on the beach and I thought, this is, oh my God, I don't feel good in my skin, man. Like, I'm on holiday, you want to feel your best. I was like, I just don't feel good. And, like, and it was just, I just felt really negative about it. And I hated photos of being, you know, next to someone smaller than me or whatever. Like, it would really bother me. And then I just, I think that would knock my confidence down a bit more. Like, oh my God, I want to be photoed with them. They look so good. I look so ugly. Oh my God, I hate it. But I think now, you know, I, I, I don't mind, like, you know, I don't mind. I'm like, okay, yeah, take a photo, like whatever, whatever. Like I feel a lot better. So, but obviously, you know, human, yeah. you can have that days where you don't feel that good. Everyone's self-critical. But what I'm what I'm keen to understand is that journey. Mm. Because it's not like an overnight switch. You just, no. you were, you know, just one day woke up and you thought, you know what, I'm going to change yeah. and I'm going to be confident now. What was that journey? So I think through all teen years, I felt like you're not good enough. You're, you know, you're not even good enough to have popular friends. Like I'd have, you know, a lot of friends that were popular and I'd be like, oh my God, like, I don't really feel like this is, like I belong in this kind of friendship group yes. because of the person that I am, you know. But I think as soon as I became like in my 20s and stuff like that, I still wasn't feeling that confident. I weren't feeling good. I think when I lost weight, I started to feel better. And that's because I really felt like, I was tackling a problem like I'm just you know f you know food isn't my friend or it's not love and like, I need to stop doing all that kind of stuff so that helped and then obviously when I started to work on my skin started to you know eat more cleaner exercise go and do all these little things I just felt like I was starting to feel my best and I think that 
although I felt like that, I still feel like I wasn't as confident as a way. Like I've been talking about confidence online for about five, six years now. And all that time I wasn't feeling that confident. I was like, I don't feel good in myself. Like I feel almost bad that I'm telling people, yeah, yeah, feel good. Like it's so easy and I don't feel great. But I think that the first thing that I had to do is acknowledge that, look, Khadija, you aren't confident about yourself and you need to do something about it. And the first thing is, you know, stop confident eating, look after your skin, really start doing things for yourself. But most of all, stop looking for people for validation. If someone does not like you or if someone, you know, has something to say, I could not give two hoots now it's like all right all right you think like that that's fine that's great why are you telling me that I don't care Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean I think some opinions just need to be kept to themselves but the main thing is just you are not going to be everyone's cup of tea you know what I'm saying so if no one likes me or if if someone thinks I'm ugly or whatever it's like all right that's fine that's your opinion you know I got my opinion of you too I just I'm not saying it (laughs) it's true I think you know if you're not going to say something nice on someone's account just don't bother yeah don't take time out of your day to be cruel but yeah you know you said you need to start taking care of yourself and you had to stop eating Mm. losing weight is very difficult it took me a long time it's very very difficult especially you know when you're used to eating so much yeah so then reduce your appetite and to be disciplined and strict with that what pushed you to do that I, I I just wanted to be a better version of myself and I think that I didn't even realize I lost weight I was just trying to eat healthy and it was during COVID everyone was gaining weight everyone's in joggers and all that and I was obviously in joggers and then I think about six months after COVID blah 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 on the you know on clean eating or whatever I finally put my jeans on when they opened you know the shops I was like yeah yeah." put them on I was like oh my god they don't fit and then I think that boosted it up and I was like oh my god I've lost weight that's it, I'm gonna continue with this, I'm gonna continue eating healthy, I don't wanna go back. Mm -hmm. And I think that still within those three years, four years, I did lose a lot of weight, like even now I lost a lot of weight compared to then, but I think in the back of my head, I'm scared to put on weight. So that's why I just don't wanna eat bad. Like I'm just really fearful, I'm like, oh my God, I I don't wanna gain any weight. If I gain weight, that's it, like, you know, I'm not gonna feel good in myself. So I think I go over extreme though when I go, when I eat and stuff like that yeah so you still have an unhealthy relationship with food yeah but it's the other way so before I couldn't stop eating or stuffing my face and then now it's like I don't want it (laughs) really yeah it's crazy so that's something I need to work on but yeah I'm getting there (laughs) a lot of people have that you know they they start eating loads and then they just stop and then that's when people struggle with like eating disorders and stuff but actually at the root of it it's just an unhealthy relationship with food whether it's you're eating too much or eating too less yeah it's tackling that problem but you mentioned something earlier about you don't want to eat in front of other people yeah why i don't know like i just feel like i don't know i just don't want to eat in front of people i feel like just gonna i don't know oh it's gonna sound so bad i just feel like i look like I don't know. I can't explain it. I just can't explain what it is. I just don't like eating for people. How does it make you feel? I don't want to say the word, but I just feel like I'm being... Yeah, like, I just feel like a lot of people are just going to look at me and think, oh, that girl's greedy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. That's really interesting. So you won't eat because you think other people will think that you're greedy? Yeah, they'll think that, oh, this girl's greedy or she's fat or whatever. And like, I still have that. See, that's the problem. Like, I still have that in the back of my head. Like, you know, even if I go on a date with someone, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat. I, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere with that, that's eating. Like, can we do something else? Like, I don't want to eat in front of you. I don't know why I keep doing that. Like, it's really, like, embarrassing. But, it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Do you have a big appetite? Is that why? No. 
like I actually don't like I don't know what it is like even if I eat a lot I, no, I don't eat a lot now anymore but if I eat something it would be like half of it and then I'm like all right I'm done now or whatever mm. yeah don't know <laughs> it's really difficult with with food I've, I've spoken to so many people about that and it takes a lot of time mm. and a lot of acknowledgement to understand okay well this is going back to my past because with me I have a huge huge appetite yeah and when people call me a pig or people call me greedy I find it funny really yeah I don't but that's my point is that whatever you have gone through when you're younger yeah. will affect you when you're older. So when did you start modeling? I, I know you, I know you said loads of brands started reaching out when that video went viral. Yeah. But when did you start modeling for them? The first one was Makeup Revolution. It was for one of their foundation adverts. Okay. And uh, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, so exciting and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, yeah, be in it. And I wore a slim fit top in there as well. So I hated that. You know, I still when I look at the advert, it looks so embarrassing. But yeah, no, I got into that and I was like, okay, like this is my skin. It was unfiltered, like you could see everything. So I was just like, oh my God, this is really good. And then um, from that, I got loads of others. I got Rimmel London um, and that was with Rita Ora and Cara Delevingne. I remember when I seen them, I didn't know Rita Ora was going to be there. Like literally, I did not know Rita Ora was going to be there. And on set, when we were there, they were like, all right, so Rita's going to be coming in. And I was like, what Rita who <laughs> uh, that's what I was, I was like what are you on about I was like I wasn't told this in my contract like what the hell and uh, they were like yeah Rita Ora is coming and I was like okay like they were saying it so casually and I was like alright like I'm nervous and blah 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 anyway half an hour comes in she just walks in lovely lovely person she just comes in and she's like hi I'm Rita and I'm looking at her face and I'm like I know who you are <laughs> I was like what the hell and um she was just so sweet so nice we got to do an advert with them and that was around bullying as well and it was just bringing a lot of awareness and you know Cara Delvin was in that as well she was I so lovely both of them so beautiful lovely people and um and yeah it was just revolving around like being different and having to be you know like you don't have to change yourself for online you know people to accept you or whatever it was brilliant that campaign was and then from there I was doing a lot of panel talks I got my own line with Ingla I remember it was in this was back when I lived in Birmingham it was in Stratford and they were like okay so you're gonna be in store by the way and I was like oh, okay and yeah so I was like all right they, and then I went to Stratford and I was like literally in like behind the, um, the counter big picture in the front of the store and I was like oh my god this is mad you got your own line yeah it, it was it was insane and I, I couldn't believe it I was oh my god J-Lo's got their line with them and they're asking me like and nobody okay like I was just like all right then so um but from that I really liked all the campaigns I like, you know I did Beauty Bay and all that kind of stuff I can name so many but I feel like from that, I love the fact that they didn't edit my photos and they didn't, they let me be myself. Like they would even ask me on set, they're like, all right, what, what are you comfortable with? What would you like? It wasn't like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to filter you. We're going to make you look so Photoshop edited the way a lot of campaigns do. And did you have experience with campaigns that did make you do that? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. And on the top of my head, I don't think so. Hopefully they didn't. I don't yeah. think I remember. Um, but, but yeah, no, like they didn't. And uh, it was really great. And I got to be like online. Everyone got to see it. They got to see the skincare product. And it was on unfiltered skin. So I was like, this is amazing. That's crazy. And then from that, when did you start kind of becoming a full-time model? Or was that from that? Literally from that. And then, I, you know, I got my own management. And then the, they're literally like the top 10 in the UK. And I'm like, okay, you want me? All right, then. This is fun. And uh, from that, I just got so many different campaigns, you know. And, yeah, it was 
mind blowing. <laughs> What's been one of your difficult <clears throat> difficult moments being a model? Because I think modeling is very difficult. Um, I feel like the most difficult when people think of the word model, they always see okay, you have to be thin, you know, flawless. You got a good bone structure, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm like the opposite. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm the opposite, and I'm like considered as a model for this and I'm just like oh my god this is just such a weird thing but then I'm like you know what at the end of the day who defines what a model is at the end of the day a model is someone that you know people look at they can admire they can learn things from I am that but I am that with people accepting themselves feeling good feeling beautiful feeling confident and it being without a filter so it it definitely is like a bit of a weird one but I'm, I'm happy that it's in the realistic side of it and it's not photoshop filtered and overly and edited all models should be yeah. role models yeah. you know they should be models and then also be role models to not hide their looks not to completely yeah. filter their skin and yeah i'm really happy that loads of brands are doing that more and more now because yeah sometimes when you look at people and you just think how on earth do they look like that and they actually don't yeah like they actually don't you look at so many people online I've, I've met a lot of people in person and they, they look stunning in person like so beautiful so flawless and I feel like online it's like you don't even need to do that like but it's sad and it's like oh my god this is how this person probably feels their best is when they do photoshop and edit but honestly loads of them are stunning they don't need it and I just think it's a pressure of social media and it's just very toxic sometimes you so. have well hundreds of thousands of followers on all platforms now hmm how do you manage that? Um, I don't know, you know, it's normal. I don't know, like I just post whatever. <laughs> you don't feel impacted to perhaps post in a certain way or keep up with certain trends. Do you feel like being authentic? You know what, if you look at my Insta, I feel like it's the messiest Insta ever. Like it's not color coordinated. Um, it's not aesthetic, nothing like that. It just is so messy. Like whenever I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, nothing matches all over the place, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, this is this is what I like to post. This is exactly who I am. And I don't know, like it, it's just that I like to post what re what's real out there. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm taking a photo and I'm like, yeah, I want to post it, I want to talk about it. Okay, forget the edit, just shove it online, whatever. And I feel like people appreciate that because at the end of the day, we are all human. Mm -hmm. We all, we're not perfect you know what I'm saying so like yeah. why should your feed be so perfect you it's know it's so funny because I'm working with the logo designer now and I <laughs> her, my feed is a complete mess and then I said however I don't know if I want to make it very aesthetic because that's also yeah. not representation of me yeah I was like I'm not an aesthetic person yeah I am messy like my I would get these crystals from soul space and she always says to me, okay, you need to like, you know, co color coordinate them a bit because I wear like every single color. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I like them. And she's like, I've just accepted that you're going to be the person who wears every single color of my bracelet stack. Yeah. And yours is not going to be coordinated because it's representative of you. And I think we're always trying to fit in, aren't we? Yeah. With whatever trend there is, whatever person there is, whatever kind of, you know, situation that mm. we find ourselves feeling more aligned to. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who are go, who went through that kind of same journey as you and want to fit in? I would just say be yourself. I mean, no one's perfect out there. You know, everyone has things that they are so insecure about. Like, you are not going to tell someone something new. Do you know what I'm saying? Everyone has good days, bad days. It's okay to share those stuff. And it's okay to not put a front up and be like, oh, my God, I'm so perfect. I've got, you know, everything in order and anything like that. I feel like people appreciate it more, but they also feel like, oh my God, a weight's been lifted. Like, I don't have to put this 
fake persona out there and be like, oh yeah, I'm so perfect. You know, I've got this, I've got all the money, I've got the best, you know, holiday trips or whatever, whatever. I feel like so many people take that in and be like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough in my life. And it's not probably even realistic whatever's happening. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just think people should just be themselves and... I think for you, it. it's, so, it's so inspiring to think you're working at Mac and the second yeah. that you just sh- were completely authentic, yeah. showed your real skin. I mean, you've been modeling for these crazy brands yeah. and got your own line and, you know, where do you see yourself kind of going with this? I have no idea. I feel like when I first started off, I was just like, oh my God, I need to do this and that. But I just take each day as it comes, each opportunity as it comes. You know, I don't want to be in that role where, you know, where, no, I, I know everything has a shelf life. Like yeah. I know that anything does. And especially like social media, you yeah. know, it is going to end one day for anyone that's got a limelight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just think that as long as you're having fun with it, as long as you're being true to yourself and you're, putting things out there that represent you, it's fine, whatever it ends up, it ends up, but just don't put that unnecessary pressure on yourself that, oh my God, it's gonna end one day, I need to do this and that, because then you're just not gonna enjoy the process. It's interesting, as you're coming from an Asian background, right? Yeah. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> How are your family's response to you kind of being this full-time content creator? You know what? I swear to God, like, whenever anyone knows that I'm Afghan, they're like, oh my God, Afghans are so strict, and how are you allowed to go online and mm-hmm. you know and I'm just like my family are so supportive like really? they like I remember I tried to when I got called you know ugly or whatever you know I was going up and down with it I was like oh my god I don't want to be on social media and mm-hmm. my siblings were like are you stupid like what are you doing um so they're my biggest supporters but they always tell me they're like listen keep encouraging this you know always be true to yourself and that's exactly what I've done but I'm just so happy that as someone that has an Asian background, that they are so supportive to me with it as well. You must get a lot of messages online that ask you to help people. I get literally so many messages of people saying, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Because you're talking about, yeah, or do not. Sorry, I've just made that assumption. Nah. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> I was thinking, no, I, I was thinking what way? Um, with their what, skin. Yeah, no, yeah, all the time. It's like, what product should I use? You know, this is my skin type and this and that. And I feel like, oh my God, it's such a honor. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm not a dermatologist, but I'm like, this is what's worked for me. This is what I'd recommend, but please speak to these people right. as well. I was just going to say, because it can be hard to offer Oh my advice. God, yeah. Because I would use products that were really bad for my skin and they would break me out. So I'd never want to give anyone the wrong advice. I'm like, listen, I, I ain't got a PhD in science. I, I don't know. <laughs> but this is just how you, well, you know, what, what you, or recommend and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm glad that I can help whenever they ask anyway. Did you ever go on Reaccutane? I did four years ago. I only went on it for a month. I've had so many horror stories. You know what it was? I swear, in a way, I wish I stayed on it longer. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Because I chickened out straight away. So I went on it and I was like, my skin purged. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. It went so hard, so dry. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm like, forget this. It looks so horrible. I can't be wearing makeup. I can't do anything. I I didn't like wait till I seen any results. I just quit it after the first month and a half. I was like, I can't do this. It's horrible. A lot of people had really bad experiences on that though. Yeah, it, it purges you. Your skin gets so dry. Uh, like even if you're putting makeup on, it's like crumbling off your face. It's just so like intense. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, it's hard. So when you're recommending products and they can have that effect, do you yeah. ever feel scared to tell anyone, okay, you should try this or you should try that? I think... Um, 
I don't know if it comes to like products like Rakuten a lot of people ask me about that and I'm like listen please don't ask me like I already chickened out I'm not the one to ask about that because I was scared of it myself but um, I'm like just speak to a doctor dermatologist I mean I'm not going to recommend anyone anything about medication mm. you know what I'm saying like that's just too difficult I'm like no this is too sticky <laughs> have you ever had to work with a brand that didn't align with you or you didn't like the products uh no i like every product <laughs> thank god it's a yeah That's no it is oh, really say i can't post about it i'm sorry you know what it is i feel like a lot of people out there because they you know following your journey because you're telling them these things that you like and you're being very realistic about it i have had to turn down brands that offer a lot of money because certain products they you know they contain either the fragrance or i've used in the past when i was a lot younger and they broke me out. I'm like, listen, you know, it does sound great and everything like that, but this product has broke me out. You know, I'd watch a lot of adverts, and I'm not going to name the brand, but I watched a lot of adverts of them as a kid, and, you know, they had a lot of celebrities mm. use it, and their skin was amazing. It didn't do anything when I used it. I was like, this is crap. And it really made me feel like some brands lie. Mm. So I was just like, uh, you know, I'm not going to recommend it. Authenticity is hard, isn't it? You have to, though. You have to, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to recommend something that's I've personally used that I know don't work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's not fair, because at the end of the day, they're spending their money on it, like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's their time. You shouldn't do that. Have you ever wanted to give up on social media? Uh, yeah. I think that when it gets too much and you feel like, you know, a lot of people are just coming at you or you know saying things that you know about your skin about your journey about this and that or you know just overly criticizing you it's like do I need to really be here like do to listen to this like what am I doing here like this is just so annoying but at the end of the day because it is a job and it is something that I do love doing because regardless of the people that are saying nasty things there's so many people out there that are saying positive mm. so I just have to think of it like that I'm like all right I'm doing it for those people and these people can you know do on basically <laughs> shy away the negativity yeah <laughs> it's literally me now i'm just like i'm not gonna let you impact me no but it's good yeah but thank you so much you're welcome on and sharing so openly i know it's really <laughs> difficult and i know you were nervous but you did great oh thanks still feel nervous <laughs> myself. it's over now <laughs> <laughs> oh my days that was freaking hard how the hell do you do that <laughs>